Hey everyone, this is Christina and Daniel Deffenbaugh with 1042 Project and welcome to another episode of the Shared Voices Podcast. We're so excited to be back with you guys and just share this conversation with you, give everyone some updates and share an encouraging message today. Yes, and Happy New Year. Yes, we are off to 2024, the year of more. Yes. The more of enough, actually. The year of enough. Well, yeah, when right. you said more, I just think snow. If you're yeah. around here, then... Oh, the snow's been wild, more hasn't snow, it? More snow, more snow. Congratulations to all the snow survivals here, survivalists here in Iowa. You have made it. Uh, yes. What a rough time. Fun fact, Daniel has a relative that literally lives in, was it North Pole? North Pole, Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, she usually gets a lot of questions from people asking uh what's it, what is it like to live there and just a couple of days ago she goes well for all of you friends and family down in iowa how it? you doing yep <laughs> <laughs> not great we're all cold it's alaska weather here in iowa but that's okay we're still smiling and yeah we're getting through it that's it um we did have a, a rough start to the year here yeah uh, here in iowa um we wanted to acknowledge something that happened in in our community, near our community, there was a um, school, Perry School, experienced a shooting. Yes. And we were there, you know, just to be present for the first responders during that time and that day. And first of all, we want to thank every first responder that was yes. involved that day. Uh, and even the ones that weren't, um, we know that there are ripple, there are ripple effects. So even if you weren't one that was on site that day or directly impacted um, that day specifically, we know that there are ripple effects felt yeah. even outwards. You know, and this one kind of hits in multiple different areas, right? Mm -hmm. This school shooting um, took the, the life of an innocent child, mm -hmm. such a beautiful child. Um, and when we also found out, use it yesterday, that, the principal has also now passed. Yeah. Um, two wonderful lives that ended. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, the heaviness there. Our thoughts and prayers are with their families and the first responders. And we want to acknowledge that, you know, there's there's a, a truth of humans walking into this traumatic event. You know, th there's a weight to that and there's a cost to that. Yeah. And so we just want to... To just say it and say that it's okay if you are not okay when you have witnessed something like that or been around something like that, responded to something like that. There's no shame or guilt here. That's something that we say a lot and that's a pillar that we stand on. And we just want you to know that if you're hurting from this, we're here for you. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's there's a gap. You know, you respond to this and then, you know, you're in go mode when you're on shift and you're doing your job, you're carrying out your duties, doing what you were trained to do. You've got your brothers and sisters right next to you. Um, and maybe it's that night at home. Maybe it's the next week or the next month or maybe something happens six months from now and it, and it just hits you different. We don't just help people in the, when a trauma, traumatic event like this happens. Yeah. Um, we are here to walk with first responders from the beginning. That's why we're in the academies and we're mm -hmm. we're talking to the academy. We've been invited in there and are doing some programs there. And what a blessing that is to be able to be there 
in the beginning of their training to be able to just plant that seed. Yeah. And a lot of people wonder, why would you do that at the academy? They're young. They haven't dealt with trauma yet. It's because as an organization, we want to plant a seed to where they know there's a community they, they can come to and get yeah. some healing. Yeah, and help them be equipped, you know. Yeah. You can change the tone going into things. Yeah. Um, there's no guilt or shame here with the 1042 Project. If you guys know my story, I struggled with all sorts of things, addictions, unhealthy things. Um, this organization is, is for people that are struggling. Um, and it's also for the people who are who are 100% healthy. To yeah, equip them. and everyone in between. Yeah. Because um, it takes all of us. You know, that's one of the things that we really want to hit on today is uh, what we've learned about the importance of community, building your community, building your support system, and really just allowing yourself to have that. Yeah. You know, because some, um, some have the mentality, and understandably so, you know, it comes from the best intentions. And, uh, you know, as a first responder, and I've heard you say it many times, Daniel, you are a pillar of the community. You know, people look at you differently because mm-hmm. you are a first responder and that sits differently on your shoulders. And I think that that's some of what feeds into this kind of tension of like, how do I bring to my closest people my pain, my struggle, or me, you know, maybe I, maybe I just responded to this traumatic call, but I am okay, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's tension on both ends of it. There is. But we want to just say it out loud because it makes such a difference. You have permission to share your pain and joy with others. Yes. You deserve to have community. And that's what we love being. We love being community to our first responders and their family members. And um, that's your, I want to really share that story um, Which one? the first responders that you got to sit down and speak with after the Perry incident. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, there was kind of got to be really vague here. And what I think was so beautiful is they were referred to us from somebody mm-hmm. and they reached out. Um, and what was cool about what we did and what we do is we meet people where they are. Yeah. And I think you know where I'm going with this. You know, a lot of people think, well, it, if you want to get help for your mental health or with a marriage issue as a first responder, issue with your children or whatever it may be, um, that... I, I know, what you, I think I know where that, you're going with okay, this. Like, that it has to be done in a counseling setting? Right, that there's a sp- specific kind of, uh, you know, setting. The appropriate or way. Right, yes. The appropriate way. Because, you know, the world tries to tell everybody how they're supposed, how we're supposed to help others. So what was cool is we got to meet these first responders in an area most people probably wouldn't meet with them at. Yeah. And it was an area where they are comfortable with um, that's private, in a private location. Mm-hmm. And if you were to walk in there, you'd probably say, no, this can't be where you meet with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was their comfort zone. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And what was awesome is that the stuff that they were struggling with, and, and I talk about this a lot. And you were just talking about community is what was beautiful was when we got to get up there and be in their comfort area and have a couple of hour conversation of what they've dealt with, um, you know, kind of what we've all ability and transparency. Yes. Yes. And I got to talk to them about, and you hear me say this a lot when we keep things in monologue. Mm, Yeah. When we go through something 
no matter what it may be. And we do not, all we do is communicate with ourselves inside our brain and we don't have an outlet. Therefore we don't talk in dialogue. So talk with another person right. about what your brain is saying to yourself and mm -hmm. processing. Cause our brains will lie to us. Yeah. They are kind of really designed to lie to us sometimes to protect us. Right. Um, that it makes such a difference to go from monologue to dialogue. Yeah. Cause you, and they experience that. Yeah. Cause what happens is w these ideas that your brain's coming up with may, they may make perfect sense to you Yeah. and your brain will convince yourself of anything. But what got, what we got to do is talk out loud mm -hmm. and you know, from us, you know, from us doing this now for three years or so that as soon as we start talking with somebody in dialogue, sometimes we don't have to say anything as soon as they start speaking things that have been inside their inside their mind that they've never released, mm -hmm. they kind of start to answer some of their own questions and they get answers because once we start to say it out loud, mm -hmm. sometimes we realize, I don't want to say how. Well, I think everyone can um, understand this. That's probably where the saying comes from. Well, that sounded a lot different in my head. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We've, we've <laughs> all said that. That sounded a lot different in my head because as soon as you said it out loud, it's like, wait a second. You know, yeah. and then you it changes your own perspective. And so there's so much value in that. That's just one layer of the value of talking with somebody. Just yes. being vulnerable and open, honest, transparent in an accepting environment, mind you. You know, yeah. we, we make sure that we're a safe place. You don't have to worry. And the healing that happened there. I mean, honestly, like, yeah. you know, we've been out this a while. The healing that happened in, in that building was... um it was it was something that if organization like ours what weren't out there doing what we're doing in other organizations um i don't think mm. sorry i'm getting all scrambled you're okay and yeah so the neat thing was when we we got to go there and just one level small level of it was getting that things out in dialogue yeah. and to get into here and put truth to what their brain thought or didn't think or what it saw or didn't see and putting yeah. truth to that and just allowing them to speak through and to talk through the feelings that they're having, not in like a kumbaya way, <laughs> but just to get it out, yeah. you know, and talk about it. Um, and after that couple hours we left and, and we, I s s called them the next day and, and they both slept so well. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're, fixed they're better right but i think it's important especially right after a traumatic event mm -hmm. to get in front of people who understand what you're going through who will listen to you who love yeah. you who want the best for you and get some truth to what your brain's telling you or maybe even what some of your coworkers or other people are saying yeah. um that is such a healing thing to get out right and, and i also want to touch on the simplicity of it Right. Because I know that um, especially with the term mental health, you know, there's it's such a loaded phrase. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so much can go into it. But what we're talking about here is nothing that is uh, groundbreaking in the sense that, you know, we're not asking you to um, go into this like super in-depth program, you know, or anything no. like that. Like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. If that's what you're into, let us know. We'll get you connected. But. Yeah, and we will. But this is something that's so simple. All that happened there that day was a conversation. That's it. Yep. A conversation, just talking. It doesn't have to be anything out there or crazy or revolutionary. Just talking. 
in being in community and giving yourself permission to be in community. Cause that's the thing is like those first responders could have never reached out after they were referred, mm-hmm. you know, um, or they could have showed up and not shared yeah. what, what was heavy on their hearts and on their minds, but they did, you know, they went out on a limb and they were vulnerable and open, honest, transparent, and we got to do what we do best and in their environment where they yeah 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 and and that's what it's about and that's yeah that's just i love that that's like my favorite thing and the thing is though that's something that you know communities and families and departments you know you can all cultivate this community this safe community where you can really come alongside each other and create space for each other and and make it a safe place where the things that you're having a hard time with don't have to stay inside of you. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, um, asking for help is a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. It is a sign of wisdom. And I know I say that a lot, but it is so true. It is so true. It is not. A lot of us, you know, first responders, um, especially first responders, are are trained that... That you got to be, you know... You got to be rock solid all the time. Not human, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, that's not realistic. Yes. You know? Yes. And even for the first responders who aren't, you know, wounded or negatively impacted by traumatic calls or the day-to-day grind, what have you, they're, I mean, they're still human. There's still something going on in their lives that they're wrestling with or having to work through. And it's a beautiful thing when everyone in in your circle, in your community can just come alongside you and give you space for that. And, you know, that's that's what's unique about the 1042 Project. That's what our heart is, yeah. is, is community in that. It's not like we're an organizational, you come here, we'll give you this treatment, and then we'll never see you again. Oh, that's yeah. not who we are. We're a community. Like, So you don't have to have it all figured out. Or maybe yeah. you do. Our organization is for when you're struggling, you can talk to some people who have wore the boots, wore the uniform, uh, um, but where you can come and you can talk with people who have dealt with their trauma and are now, you know, healed and still getting healing, right? We always are. Mm -hmm. And you can sit down with somebody who understands you and we are there to listen and we are there to get you to the resources or help that you may need, not just for today, but for tomorrow and throughout your career. Yeah. Um, whether it's trauma, whether it's marriage issues, no matter what it may be for first responder struggles, um, is you you can just come have a conversation with us. And no matter what you're struggling with, we want to be able to walk alongside you, not to tell you what to do, but to be a community of resources there um, where there's no guilt or shame and you guys can come and talk. And we, our organization is to be the bridge to get you to all the resources that are out there and to help with the barriers and stuff that can stop first responders from getting help. Yeah. Um, we're not the ones that are out doing all, you know, we don't have all the initials after our names, mm-hmm. but what we do have is experience and we have a heart and compassion and to help our first responders and meet them where they are mm-hmm. and to let them talk about their guilt and their shame or whatever they're dealing with. Because when you'd struggle with mental health as a first responder, it can get messy. Yeah. And it can get ugly and you do sh- things you're not ashamed of. It's hard to find somebody you can talk to about that. Mm-hmm. I dealt with my own addictions, my own stuff, as most of you know. 
and you can come and just talk and and get some things off your chest with no guilt or shame. And we want to work with you to see where you are at that time and what you need. And then we want to help you get there. Yeah. We want to walk forward with you. Yeah. And it's, we're not just a bandaid. It's not just for now. Like, okay, something happened and here you go. We'll never see you again. No, it's a community. We want to get you out to, you know, if, if you need counseling, stuff like that, the traditional stuff, we can help you get to the resources of that. But we also want to get you to the things that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to other resources. Yeah. Um, and allow you guys to pick. Yeah. And that's what's cool about what we do. Yeah. And if you guys have not heard of us, um, you can go to our website at 10-42project.org. If you are a family member listening and you have first responders in your family. Or a first responder friend. Because, again, the first responders that we met with after the Perry incident were referred. You know, so somebody somebody shared with them. That we exist. Yes. So would you please do me a favor? Um, would you share this episode with somebody? Um, send it to them. You know, do it in a loving way. Don't be like, hey, you got a problem. You need to go check these people out. Nothing like that. Um, do maybe just share it with them um, and just say, hey, I, I watched this and or I listened to this and it touched my heart. And I thought it might touch yours as well. Yeah. Um, cause we just want people to know that are out there that are hurting and silenced. Like I used to be, mm-hmm. um, that there's hope out there. There is light. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to take family and friends to help them see it. And let's be real. Everybody could use more people in their corner. Yes. So we graciously accept the invitation to be your community, be in your corner and be part of your support system and, and help you move forward, whatever that looks like for you. Yes. And first responders that are listening, um, there's no better time than now. I understand it. If you guys know my story, I understand. And the hardest part is is, is to, to get started and to reach out. So I would just encourage you to reach out to go to our website again, 10-42project.org and hit the connect button. Um, or you can also just email me at dan at 10-42project.org. And we'll put that contact information on our website in the uh, episode description as well. Yes, we'd love to get in contact with you, um, meet you where you are, and to let you know that you have a community here that loves you. So let's go ahead and end it here. Okay. Um, there's going to be more stuff coming up, obviously, more episodes coming out. Yeah, so check back in. Uh, but thank you so much for yes. the time that you spent with us. We're so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, first responders, for serving the communities, your communities, the way that you do. God bless you all, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Love you all. Bye.